This is Darren Davis, founder and senior leader of the Harbor Church in South Florida, and you are listening to the Harbor Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and others, visit us online at harborchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, excited to be with all of you today and those that are joining online. um, I feel some renewed wind in my spirit just to speak and talk to you for just a few minutes, but welcome to 2022. Happy New Year, everybody. Isn't it exciting just to be alive and have breath in our lungs and have the privilege to have another trip around the sun, right? And I believe this year is going to be a year of two things primarily. It's going to be a year of simplification, so simplification, but also acceleration, And I know those two things sound in contrary uh, to one another, but they're really not. I think God wants to make things simple. Less is more. But in doing so, he's going to accelerate what he's wanting to do inside of your lives. And so I'm excited about that. I'm ready to to simplify. Um, Wendy actually, um, if you turn this down just a touch a little bit. um, Wendy is actually in South Carolina with her mom. We found out uh, just a couple of days before Christmas that she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, but we're believing, you know, that, that the doctors have found this early and there'll be good treatment for that. So she's up there helping uh, her mom. But when I was left behind, left home alone, can I get an amen? Um, left home alone with Wendy, I had to take down all the Christmas uh, stuff, uh, which is a whole experience, right? Just taking down all of the Christmas things, all the lights. I love this time of season, this time of year where you put all that stuff up, all the shiny things. But then it comes time to take it all down, Right? And so then Darren decided to get into uh, spring cleaning come early mode and reorganize all of the closets so that when I put all this stuff back, that it would just look even more, you know, just together and organize and stuff like that. Now, let me tell you something. What I've discovered is when you go through your closets, you find two things. You find trash and you find some treasure. All right. There's trash in there you just got to get rid of. And then there's treasure to embrace. And there was this one box. Um, that actually came from our offices across the street. Our team, we were doing some reorg stuff in the fall and they put a bunch of things that I actually had forgotten about inside this box and this box was in my closet. And when I pulled it out, I was like, I'm gonna go through this. I'm gonna get rid of the stuff that I don't really need and the stuff that I wanna keep, I'm just gonna file. And I found this letter that I wrote to Jesus in 1996 that hadn't been open. And so I was like, wow, I just wanna read this letter over and see what was on my heart in 1996. And for those of you that weren't born in 1996, there was a lot of awesome stuff happening back in that time of, of, of life here on planet earth. But what I found was that the same thing that beats in my heart right now was the same thing that I wrote to him back then. The only difference is, is that I've grown and I've matured and I've increased in the things that God has placed on the inside of me over that time span up until now. So here's what I want to do today, because I'm not much of a a New Year's resolution kind of guy, but I felt that as I was going through this box of treasures and discovered this letter, that the Lord wanted me to speak from my heart to you on how to position your life to see increase come over the course of 2022. 
And maybe it would be fitting for you to take a few minutes sometime this week and write a letter to God and seal it. And then maybe at the end of this year, look at that letter and ponder what God has done over the course of this year in your heart and see the growth that he, even this day, desires to bring forth out of you. We're not here to... um, I love this, let me just say it this way. I love the song that we were singing. It's, you're all I want. And this is all for you, Jesus. It's so true. But I could just feel on the inside of me, the Lord saying over us, you're all I want. And all of this is for you. It's the reason he came. It's, it's the reason he came. is to do something in the hearts of mankind. It's not just us worshiping this distant God, which, which is all fine and well. It's, it's more about Him coming as Emmanuel. We looked at that in the Advent season, the, the reality of what it meant for Jesus come and, to come and clothe Himself in human flesh. And then leave and give us Holy Spirit on the inside so that we could hear the voice of God. I know that sounds so out there, but it's really not. It's like there's a very simple reality to being able to hear what God is saying to you through the Holy Spirit. He speaks. He is the voice of the Father. And he gives you direction on all the Father is saying and all the Father is doing. And he wants you to begin to live in that reality. We can wake up every single day and say just a simple prayer. Holy Spirit, speak to me today. Let me let my ears be attentive to your voice. Let me follow the will of the Father as I move through and ebb through my day at my workplace, in my neighborhood, in my social relationships, wherever I may be. God, give me that grace. So it's all about you this year. As Jesus has appropriately set that in motion as he's raising up this church. So we're going to take a look at at a series just over the course of the next little bit that we're calling Counterculture. Because we want to start off this year living according to a counterculture. In fact, if you look at the whole definition and word for the church, it's the word ecclesia. Do you know what that word means? It means called out ones. It means people that have been called out of the culture of the way this world operates. And they now begin to operate according to a different culture, a counterculture, right? We're walking against the grain. We're living in a world that that is our home, but we're not of this world. We're here to advance the beauty and purposes of God. Now that live on the inside of us, Christ in us, right? And so we're living according to this counterculture. And here's what I want to just say as I looked at that letter from 1996. I believe the reason that I've grown from that time until now, and I'll grow again even more this year from glory to glory. Can I get an amen? All of us in this room, all of us are growing from glory to glory. We're all in process, but we're all growing. We're increasing in our stature in Christ. But the reason I believe that's, that's been something as, that's a part of my life that I want to help you today to be a part of your life is I believe I've lived an integrated life. Darren, what do you mean you've lived an integrated life? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about that, where I believe that spirit, soul, and body... Jesus has come to bring redemption to all three of those realities. We are triune in our own being, which is very interesting. We serve a triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. 
but we also live and exist in a body. We have a soul, which is our mind, our will, our emotions, and we have a spirit. And we need to learn to integrate as Christ has come to help us to integrate all those things in the, in the work that he's doing on the inside of us through the work of his kingdom. So we're going to look just briefly. I'm going to kind of show you this concept through the story of Zacchaeus um, in Luke chapter 19. Now Zacchaeus, the thing that I love about the word of God is it just is so relevant. And we're actually going to get into some very practical things at the end. Because I don't want to just show you a concept. I don't want to just reveal to you truth. But I want to give you some practical application from the word on how you can walk out of here and begin to apply this over the course of 2022. Amen? So like take mental notes, write stuff down, whatever you need to do, go back and listen to this message again because I believe there's some foundational things that we need to take into new years, new moments where there's simplification and acceleration so that by the end of our time, we didn't waste the Lord's time or ours. Can I get an amen, right? That we're living on purpose. That we're living intentionally with with our very breath that we breathe every day. So... In this story of Zacchaeus, um, he, he gets impacted by the presence of God through Jesus' life as a man. Can you imagine if, if, if we start to see just our very presence walking into the offices that we work at or, you know, uh, an engagement with our children and other parents and families that may be some sporting event that our kids are involved in or just just picture any type of of scenario where your life is inserted around other people and there's something so dynamic flowing through your life that people are just impacted in a way that they can't even probably describe this is exactly what was going on with Jesus and how it it intersected the life of Zacchaeus in this moment in fact he sees Jesus coming into the town and he's really you know expected because he'd heard the things that Jesus had been doing in other places Come on, somebody. What if God started doing something through his ecclesia and people started hearing these stories? And then when they heard of a believer, a follower of the way coming to, to where they are, they would be so expectant and hopeful because of the things that they had heard God do. This is where the Lord is taking us as we move into a year like this year. It's not just coming and doing church. This is a time of equipping for you so that you can be empowered to go out and be the very ecclesia that God's called you to be. So he hears this story. He's like, man, I got to see Jesus. They say he was a wee little man. I think there's like a little nursery rhyme about that. Like Zacchaeus was a wee little man. I wasn't raised in, in church as a kid, but I think it goes something like that. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, you know, little guy. And so he couldn't see over the crowd. So he had to climb up in the sycamore tree, right? And he's looking and he sees Jesus coming. And he's this tax collector. He's, isn't this really interesting that the very person that Jesus is going to transform and change is one of the most despised guys in this community. One of the most hopeless cases. Come on, let's faith build in your heart. What's impossible for God? Who is impossible out there to not get changed and transformed by the very glory of God that we carry? These are the kind of situations and circumstances and people that God wants to show off in the most. Zacchaeus was one of these guys, this despised tax collector. And when he has this encounter with the Lord, 
He tells Jesus he's impacted, he's changed, that it begins to produce action out of his life. Action is not, I don't, we don't start with action. We don't like come and give God all of our like good little religious, you know, things and then hope that maybe he'll love us. No, that's not how it works. He loves us. We encounter his love. Holy Spirit fills us. And then we're moved with action out of that place. It's not religion then anymore. Now it's, it's, it's movement and acceleration out of transformation that comes. And that's what happens with Zacchaeus. He said, Lord, I'm going to give half of all of my wealth to the poor. It's the first thing he said. Study it out. It's really cool. All that I've made where I was living for myself, I now begin to give to others that have need. What would that look like if that's where the spirit of his ecclesia was? We're not here for ourselves. We're not living for what we can gain in and of ourselves. He says, I'm going to give it half of all that I have to the poor. And then he said, I'm going to make things right. I'm going to give four times what I cheated everybody out of back to them. I'm going to, I'm going to make things right. I'm going to see things reconciled. So there's this generosity and then there's this spirit in him that's like, I got to make things right. So let's look at this. What happens after this in verse nine? Jesus says to Zacchaeus, look at this language. This movement right here shows today that life, everybody say life. Life has come to you and your household. And he said, now I want to tell you, you are a son of Abraham. In other words, you're a son of God. Something for real has happened inside of you. And you're not just some religious creature or some corrupt, you know, tax collector anymore. You are a son of God. Fill it in with, for the ladies today, a, a daughter of God. Something has happened in the inside of your life. Now look what he says after this, and this is the part I want to highlight. He says, the son of man has come to seek out and to give life to those who are lost. Now, here's the deal. That is not just for Jesus. That is for you. That is your mandate. That is what is possible for all of us sitting in this room, all of us watching on live stream, all of us that will view this message later. There is possibility in Christ because of the example that he modeled through him clothing himself in human flesh, putting on display what's possible for you and I, the, the ones that, that are going to become sons and daughters of God under the Son of God, is to give life, some versions and translations say, to come and seek and save those that are lost. Now the word there. In the Greek is the word sozo. I want to put this up for you guys just to get, grab a hold of. Because this, this is what I'm talking about when I'm mentioning an integrated life. Save, it's, it's, it's a threefold definition. It means to save, to make whole, and to heal. Now what I want you to catch here in this definition is he's talking when he came. And the life of Zacchaeus that was impacted on this day... He wasn't just, you know, brought into a place of salvation where he was going to heaven. That was true. His spirit had been rescued. Totally. But it went deeper than that. His soul got impacted. 
There was wholeness. There was integrity that began to come and take a hold of Zacchaeus from another realm that day through the work of Holy Spirit. He was made whole. His mind was put in a different order. His, uh, his will now, it was shifted. He wasn't doing the things that he used to do anymore. His, um, his emotions were put in proper alignment. And his body, we don't know what happened in his body, but we, I'm sure that day there were many people that were healed physically from infirmities. What I want you to, to, to understand is if Jesus came to integrate all three into humanity at his coming, are we in alignment with that in our lives? And is there the fruit of that so we can actually go and bring that and give that away to other people? That's the question. Because if we're going to grow, if we're going to mature, if we're going to go from glory to glory, we need to live an integrated life, a countercultural life, where all three of these things we're given attention to. So, you know, a lot of times New Year's resolutions, like what, what's the kind of the first thing that we think about when we come into a new year? Well, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to eat carbs. I'm going to cut the sugar. You know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat differently. I'm going to exercise, right? And that lasts for like a couple of weeks. Can I get him in? Maybe less. I mean, last night, my, my son's girlfriend came to our house and she, she gave me a Christmas gift and it was really kind of her. I was like, wow, this is really nice. She gave me this Christmas gift and I opened it up and it was one of those little pints of Cherry Garcia ice cream. I was like, away from me, you tempter, you know, like ice cream is my weakness. But, but the point is, is that there's, there's, a, there's a goal in my heart where I want my spirit more alive, we're going to look at this at the end here today, than I've ever had. I want my soul more whole and aligned in the things of God than it's ever been. I want my body to be functioning at an optimal level in terms of even my health and all of those things so that I can serve Jesus and so I can integrate these things into my life until his coming. Look what James, just a couple quick things really here so you can kind of see how all of this is intertwined. I don't really understand it, but I know if your spirit's off, it affects your soul. If your soul's off, it can affect your spirit. If, if those two things are out of whack, it can affect your body. It's like, it's all a part of like the things that, that Jesus came to come and seek and save in terms of humanity. Look what James 2.26 says. He says, the body without the spirit is dead. It's in him that we live and we move and we have our very being. That, that you, you can't even really have a, a body um, that has true life unless your spirit is alive. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 30, it says a sound heart or a whole heart is life to the body. Scientists are even starting to discover now that even like health issues, a lot of the stuff that's going on in our physical bodies is linked to brokenness in our souls. And that's why God's like integrating and bringing this healing and wholeness and stuff to these areas. Look what Paul says quickly and in First Thessalonians chapter five, verse twenty-three, he reiterates uh, the words of Jesus. Actually, in his New Testament apostolic teaching, look what he says. He says, "Now may the God of peace." I love the language here. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse twenty-three. He said, "May may the God of peace." No, sorry, it's not that one. Five twenty-three. If, if we don't have it, it's okay. But we'll just write this down and listen to this. He says, "May the God of peace." And harmony set you apart. In other words, may you be holy. That holy doesn't mean like you're, you know, this whole, there we go. The holy doesn't mean like 
I'm doing all these religious robot motions perfectly because I'm living from the outside in. No, it's an inside out work. And when he touches the inside and sets all that, that, that kingdom work in motion, spirit, soul, body, the God of harmony and peace now has set you apart. You're, you're no longer of this world. You're in it, but you're no longer of it. And he says, making you completely set apart. And look what he says, and may your entire being, spirit, soul, and body be kept completely flawless in the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, the anointed one. entire being completely set apart for his purposes, for his will, for his, his glory. So here's what I want to do. I want to look actually now at the verses before verse 23 here in chapter five, because here's where I want to move us into. Let's get some practical application on what the fruit of this happening actually looks like. And you're going to see Paul giving some, some, some words, some, some teaching um, as it relates to, hey, guys, here's what's possible for you. And here's what I, I sense today as I was preparing for this time. I feel like there's some people in the room that actually a lot of what I'm going to say out of these coming verses is stuff that Holy Spirit wants to do on the inside of you. But... He wants to do it on the inside of you so that you can now be this and be an example to other people in the same exact kind of a way. Does that make sense? So like there may, and and when I was reading through it, I was like, ooh, I need that one. Or, oh, that one was highlighted to me. Okay, and these ones I'm doing pretty good. But there's there's in this, I believe, um, like just such a picture of the fruit of what it looks like when God touches a life and how he positions us then to impact the other, other lives of other people. Let's look at this in chapter 5, verse 14. Whew, I just breathe there. This is like fire in my bones today as I'm talking about these things. He says, we appeal to you. There's like this, this yearning of this father in the faith that, that sees so much, he says, for his brothers and sisters. He says, here's my appeal. Pay close attention to this language. He says, instruct those who are not in the place of battle. Okay. Here's what I want to say. And this has been my experience over almost 30 years of living for Jesus. When your spirit, when your soul and your body are attacked and afflicted, or if they're not fed or they're not integrated and nurtured in the grace of God, the one result of those things happening is you will be removed or taken out and it's strategic from you being set into the place of battle that God has called you to live and exist in. I need like one amen from somebody in the room. Like that's what this is about. It's about for us to be properly positioned. And and if I could just be honest, 2020, 2021, whatever circumstances have come to our lives, a lot of the fruit that I'm seeing is people completely disconnected 
And I don't say that in a shameful, condemning way. I'm just saying, man, people just like, man, I'm just kind of disconnected. I don't know if I can do this anymore. I don't know if I have the resolve or the strength to hang in this place. And so I'm just going to disconnect. And we think that in that disconnection, all of a sudden, now everything's going to be good. That is garbage. That is a lie. That is not true at all. The best place that you're called to live is in the place of battle that the Lord has put you. And I'm not talking like battle being like, oh, I don't think battle is always exhausting. I'm talking just being positioned in who you are and what God's called you to do and be stood standing firm in that place. It's like life actually begins to flow as you're in the thing that you're very called to do. I see people that disconnect. They're some of the most miserable people on the planet because they're just not in the life flow of what God intended them to live and to be. So I believe there's voices even now calling people, get back in to alignment, get in the place that God has called you to be. Remember the dream. So when I was going through that treasure box, one of the things that I started looking at, and we'll actually, you'll see this at the end of these verses, I started looking at like letters people had written me and words that people had spoken over me and things that I'd written down myself five, 10, 15, 20 years ago. And they're all the same thing. They're all the same thread. And you know what it did to me? It put a resolve on the inside of me. This year, I'm going in like a vengeance, like never before. I'm gonna take my position because this is my position. It's rightfully mine and no one can take it away from me. Nobody, nobody has the power to do that. And we're gonna see here in a minute how that stuff happens, how we get taken out of position. So he's appealing to them, instruct the ones that are not in the place of battle. In fact, what I wanna say is, listen, there's gonna be a fiery church that rises up or nothing. And if you're not gonna be in the fiery church, just go ahead fully over to the cold side because lukewarmness is killing the work of the kingdom on the planet. It's got to be all or nothing. There is no in-between. Jesus never made any space for an in-between reality. This lukewarm, well, oh, maybe I'm in, maybe I'm not. I've kind of been through some bad stuff. Listen, the grace of God is here to heal our hearts, to renew our spirits, to strengthen our bodies. It's all integrated. So here's how that happens. And this is the pastoral side. Listen, this is very a fatherly heart right here. He says, be skilled at gently encouraging those who feel themselves to be inadequate. Wow. Come on. What would that look like if there was grace on us to gently encourage those who don't feel like they're adequate enough? Mm. You ever just want to like smash the devil's head? Like, cause you just are so frustrated. Cause you just know he's that little weasel that just whispers into everybody's ear and tells them, who do you think you are? Like me, you're not, you're not all that. Those dreams that you have on the inside, those don't mean he's the liar. He's the chief of all lies. And what does he do? He tears people down to make them feel inadequate, which is complete garbage, by the way. 
We don't come to this in our own strength anyhow. We didn't have anything when we met Jesus. We were completely broken, completely empty, completely devoid of all of our own abilities, all of our own strength, all of our own power. And he came and met us in the midst of that weakness and resurrected us right up out of it. So the glory and honor goes to him. But listen, we are not inadequate. We are all that we're called to be in Christ. He has given us everything we need. The Bible says for life and godliness, you are enough because Christ is enough. And he lives on the inside of you. We should be able to skillfully and gently encourage those. He says, be faithful to stand your ground. Help the weak to stand again. I'm like, it's time for us to start taking positions. I'm not talking social media positions. I'm not talking like all the other wacko positions that we're seeing all throughout culture right now that people are taking. I'm talking about taking our position in God as the Ecclesian saying, I am here and I am moving forward. Actually, when it talks about the gates of hell should not prevail, those are not even moving positions. They're stationary positions. They're strongholds within people's lives. They're fortified belief systems. And we're to move in our position of revelation and see that stuff shattered off of people's lives. So the light and the glory of Jesus' revelation and truth can come into people's hearts. It's time for us to stand and be faithful to stand. And then it says, be quick to demonstrate patience with everybody. You ever prayed for patience? Don't do that. Don't do that. One of the most dangerous prayers is, Lord, make me more patient. Because you'll actually be able to demonstrate what it looks like to be patient. With It says everyone. And then you're like, Holy Spirit, what about so-and-so? And he's like, yep, them too, right? You see... This first part of these scriptures, and I'm almost done, is what it looks like to be a fathering and a mothering presence in the earth. Can I say something radical over you? You are called to be a father. You are called to be a mother. You are called to stand and you are called to be powerful. And if anybody or anything tells you otherwise, don't listen to it. It's a complete lie. You are called to be a fathering and mothering presence in the earth, bringing faithful transformation all the days of your life. Okay, next thing. Look what he says in verse 15. Oh, here we go. He says, resist revenge. What is, what is happening in our culture right now? One injustice, and then it's avenged with another injustice. And then that's avenged with another injustice. And the cycle just continues, and nothing is fixed. Paul says, resist revenge, and he says, make sure that no one pays back evil in place of evil. But always be picture, pursue doing what is beautiful to one another and all of the believers. Forgive, and it shall be forgiven you. When you harbor that stuff in your heart against someone else, this is where, man, that, that, the, the, the power of that thing just comes and rests upon you. And now all of a sudden you become a prisoner. 
Listen, freely you've, you've been forgiven, freely forgive other people. Release other people. Don't harbor revenge. Don't try to repay evil with evil. Take a position in praying for even your enemies. Loving even your enemies. Then he gets into some fun stuff, verse 16. He says, let joy be your continual feast. What if we did a 21-day water fast and we just ate and drank of joy? <laughs> Anybody in? <laughs> what would that look like? Where we feast on the joy of God. We're happy people. Can you imagine the, the irony of believers actually being happy and joy-filled? Come on. That's where people are going to, they're going to, you're going to be a mystery to them. They're going to be, how in the world are you so happy right now? It doesn't even make any sense to me. Jesus said, even when you're being persecuted, he said, man, rejoice for yours is the kingdom of heaven. Kind of to fill this in, he says in verse 17, make your, your life a prayer. In the midst of everything, give thanks for this is God's perfect plan for you in Jesus Christ. This is what it looks like now to be a faithful presence. So if we're going to be fathers and mothers, we need to be faithful. And the faithfulness happens when joy is our feast, our life is a prayer. We give thanks in the midst of everything. And we do that over and over and over again. last thing as we close verse 19 look at this we've been singing about it this morning he says never restrain or put out the fire of the Holy Spirit why would he say that because I think that we can do that sometimes we can quench it quench the Holy Spirit we can try to put his fire out that burning increase all the days of your life. And when you grieve him, quickly move into a posture of saying, Father, forgive me. I didn't mean to grieve the Holy Spirit in the way that I've been grieving him. He will dwell with the people who will not quench him, who will not restrain him. This is a God that cannot be tamed. If we think we're going to tame God through some form of church, we are missing the whole ball game here. Man, this is a lion, a roaring lion that cannot be caged. We need to give him freedom to move in us. And that may mean that our lives don't look like we think they're going to look like. We may not be, be able to control all of our circumstances in the way that we've once done it. It may be that we lose control and God's like, hey, listen, now I can take over and I can begin to move on the inside of you in a way that I wasn't able to move. Look what he says here, verse 20. And don't be one who scorns prophecies. seen so many people get disillusioned with the prophetic. Why? Because either they bought into a word that really wasn't from the Lord, which we can hear God to, to know whether it is or it isn't. 
trust me, listen, you you get in some prophetic words spoken over you, your spirit better resonate with that word. If not, pocket that word. Don't give your life on it. Prophecy is to encourage what you've already heard. Did you know that? And then when it doesn't go our way, or maybe it goes in a way that we don't think it was supposed to go, and we have an unmet expectation, all of a sudden now let's disconnect from all the spiritual gifts. But be faithful, he says, to examine them by putting them to test. And afterward, hold tightly to what has been proven to be right. You know what? I've been talking about stadiums in this region for 20 years. Stadiums being filled by the church. Not for the next cool event. Think, please hear my heart. I think those are fine and well, but I think Jesus is kind of, we've done that, been there, done that. But I believe is our, his people, his ecclesia gather in real community and say, man, I'm ready to grow. I'm ready to go deep. I'm ready to build. I'm ready for iron to sharpen iron. I'm ready to really build family. Smallness will one day be manifest in bigness and it will be put on display before the whole region to see. A hundred thousand, maybe more. Lifting their voices to God, the heavens being shaken, the earth being shaken in our region. And lastly, he said, avoid every appearance of evil. Basically what he's talking about is manifest the character and nature of Jesus. That's what it means to be a fruitful presence. So spirit soul body fathering presence faithful presence fruitful presence 2022 could you just stand with me for just a minute as we close ring in our ears, but may they live in our being. And where we have need of them today, may the the grace of Holy Spirit come and bring life. For those who are not positioned in battle, Lord, would you come and realign them to the dream of God that you wrap flesh around and call them by name. Troy and Justin and Megan Jeremiah, Keneal, and all the people that, Lord, are on your heart. You put flesh and blood around a dream. I pray positioning for divine positioning to begin to happen today. I pray that that the Spirit of God inside of the men and women of God in this room and those watching would begin to come to life in a whole new dimension and a whole new way. I pray that souls that have been afflicted, minds, wills, and emotions that have been really just just attacked. Lord, I pray for the grace of Holy Spirit, even today, to bring healing into, into those spaces. I pray for bodies, even like my mother-in-law at the moment, Lord, for healing to be spoken into those bodies and for restoration to come against cancer. 
against other diseases and sicknesses, Lord. Would you release power, Lord, over this region, God, like we've never seen before. We confess we have need of you. Come on, please join me. We confess that we have need of you, Lord. We need something bigger than ourselves this year. We need power that is beyond our church programs and our own abilities, our own resources, financially or otherwise. Lord, come and release some glory like we've never seen. Come. Establish fathering and mothering presence, faithful presence, and fruitful presence in your church. Here's what I want to do as we dismiss, and you're free to go. I want these guys just to sing a song, and again, you're free to just go. But maybe just take one minute before the Father, before you walk out these doors, and whatever Holy Spirit spoke to you today, just say, God, I want to apply that to my life. I open up the gate of my heart. Jesus, come in and have your way. Maybe you need to sit and just listen for a minute to Holy Spirit of what he's saying to you about this year. Write it down. Lord, honor your word. Watch over your word to perform it. Change our lives from glory to glory. In Jesus' name, God bless you guys. Have an amazing week. We'll see you here next weekend for Harbor at Home preview or in our groups. God bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you heard. Please subscribe on the podcast app and be sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also download our Harbor Church mobile app. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.